This is Tech Unmuted, the podcast of modern collaboration, where we tell the stories of how collaboration tools enable businesses to be more efficient and connected with your hosts, George Shanestein and Santi Cuellar. Welcome to Tech Unmuted. Well, 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 today we have a very, very dear colleague of mine. I'm very excited about this. Miss Diane Hutcherson. Welcome to Tech Unmuted. Hi, Santi. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, so just for the folks who are joining and listening in and want to know a little bit about about Miss Diane Hutcherson, um, she has 25 plus years in the sales leadership role in the telecom space, uh, very successfully so, might I mention. In fact, um, uh, not to put you on the spot, but I am aware of the fact that you recently won a bronze award for the uh, Woman woman of the Year in sales. You got a Stevie Award recently. Um, and so congratulations, because that is a very well-deserved uh, award. And when I saw that, I was extremely happy for you. So congrats on that. Thank you, Santi. I appreciate it. It was an honor. Um, had a lot to do with people around me, right? More to do with them than me. So I appreciate it. And you included in that, obviously. You and I have worked Thank together you. for a long time. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. And and I'll say this now. And once I say something in a live podcast, it is forever etched <laughs> in the interwebs, right? And I will say that um, you are one of the few people few professionals that I absolutely admire, and I am honored to have you on oh, Tech Unmuted today. So the feeling is mutual. Thank you, Santi. You know that. I know. So listen, I know that you recently went to <laughs> NRF Nexus. NRF Nexus, for those who don't know, it's the National Retail Federation. I guess it's their annual uh, convention. Uh, but you've been doing this for a long time, too. And so what I want to know uh, uh, today from you is, one, maybe get a glimpse of some of the things that you took away from the conference, but also what are you seeing in general in, in you know, in your daily life in that retail uh, space? Yeah. Uh, so let's let's start off with that. Let's start off with any, any surprises, anything that kind of stood out for you at this um, conference? I'm always surprised by something, right? I, I think yeah. um, the thing that, and I remember writing it down, but... I've been working in the retail space for many years. I've worked for multiple organizations who had a, a very retail um, centric focus, right? So right. Um, to be in the room with those professionals is always a good thing. But but the one comment that I heard that really kind of sat back was not all buyers are equal. Wow. And yes, that is so yeah, true. I, I mean, listen, <laughs> and if you yeah, if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. And, yes, and if does. I'd actually stopped and thought, I would have thought, oh, yeah, from a marketing standpoint, absolutely. But to hear retail leaders, very yeah. well-known retail leaders and very common brands um, say that and, and have that perspective, it, it was very interesting. And there's really kind of two sides to that, right? Like the the example that I heard was a, a, a business leader who was talking about walking into a very familiar and well-known technology store and this right. is a business leader who has spent thousands of dollars with this company to to support their business and their employees so they're an ambassador of their brand right essentially right. and then sure. you have a team that walks in um and the team's texting with friends doing their social media 
today, the in-store buying journey for those two is is exactly the same. So from an from a not all buyers are equal standpoint, you would think that the store would want to identify, you know, the value of of each buyer to their company, to their brand and provide an experience that is really more tailored to those individuals. And that that's uh, being discussed widely um, throughout the retail space today. Um, personalizing the experience in general is is huge right now. Uh, And the organization, the retailer, their benefit to doing that is 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 enormous topic and specifically technology and even more so AI plays into that in a big way, which I know we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah. AI is one of those things that, uh, you know, just it strikes a chord with me. Right. Uh, but, you know, yeah. I can relate to everything you just said because uh, I won't mention the name, but there's a very large uh, coffee retailer uh, that we all love. <laughs> And they do such a great job at remembering your name. And yeah. to me, to me, that makes the difference. You know, like I'm if I'm going to pay extra for coffee, I'm really paying not for the coffee, but for the experience. And, Absolutely. you know, walking in there and say, oh, hey, Santi, how's your day going? And by the way, they already know my drink. So that and they see hundreds of people. And so for them to be able to do the best they can at personalizing my experience along with the other hundred or so or thousands. I don't know how many people walk into one of these stores. Right. But that is, that is, is huge. And that's why I keep coming back. Right. For the experience. And so I can relate to that. Um, You mentioned AI. Uh, What, what was the sense of AI adoption just in general in that? What, what sense did you get as far as AI in the retail space? Um, so my take on AI is that based on what I'm, what I'm hearing uh, right. from people that, that I speak with in, in the retail space, it's not a matter of if, but a matter of when. Um, unlike some other technologies of the past where you saw early adoption was, was a really big thing because you had more naysayers than you had early adopters, and there was a lot of, of, of fear around it. I know there's yeah. some, you know, political conversation around AI and all that, but from a retail standpoint, I haven't heard a lot of pushback at all in terms of, of AI and incorporating really? that into their business. Yeah, it's, I think right now, everyone is trying to figure out the path and the way and how to make it real in in their environment and what that looks like. Who should they be partnering with? You know, like a lot of people are waiting for the big companies to to really dip their toe in the water and and provide an actual uh, product. And then others are jumping in, both feet in with startups. Uh, Because right now, frankly, that's a lot of what's driving that space is is like more of the startup um, type organizations. So, not a lot of pushback on we're not going to use it at all and more we have to figure out what this path looks like for us and and they are actively working on that so very interesting yeah i heard a new term i don't know if this is a term also that you've heard um it's i've never heard of this term before until recently but profit protection (laughs) um (laughs) um i hear this is this is what's one of those things that this particular vertical uh, uh, seems to be focused on. Do you have any sense on what profit protection means and how does it play out? 
Yeah, it's and I think that it's the perfect example of where AI can help. And the example that I have is um, so you have an online buyer and right. they are um, surfing the website. Maybe they've put a few things in their cart. Maybe they haven't. Retail organizations can use AI to determine based on their behavior on that shopping journey, whether they are likely to make a purchase at the end of their session or not. And depending on the intelligence that they're getting back, they may or may not push an in-session discount or coupon or offer to them. So if there are things that they see that maybe this briar absolutely has a propensity to, we're pretty confident at the end, they're going to make the right. purchase, right? I got they're you. not going to offer a 20% discount because they know from an AI standpoint, they probably have that buyer on the hook versus, well, they've just been hopping around. Uh, maybe they've looked at a couple of sweaters, but not really any significant interest. For this one to get them more on the hook, maybe we do push an in-session 20% discount. I'm seeing those. I mean, I'm a buyer. I love retail because I like sure. to buy things, right? So I'm even experiencing those things and seeing those things myself when I'm out, you know, surfing or looking or shopping or, you know, whatever we want to call it these days. So to understand how the retailers are looking at, at that and, and to some extent how that's happening on the back end is is very interesting. And, it, and it's definitely something that if you think about it, they lose 20% or they gain 20% depending on that session. So it, from correct. a profit protection standpoint, to me, in my mind, I think that's probably what, what they're referencing. Yeah, and basically what they're using is they're using AI to predict the outcome. So exactly. it's 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 prediction, really, is what it is. That's great. Yeah. Um, so help me understand. I mean, we we've kind of talked a little bit about, this, but help me understand. You know, how are retailers starting to think about modern tools, right, to maybe support things like their communication needs? You know, after all, you know, Tech Unmuted is all about modern collaboration, right? And so I'd be curious to know what what are retailers doing. Um, to kind of address modernizing their communication needs. Any any insight on that? I think it goes back to the conversation that we have with our, our buyers, right, which is understanding their business needs and their initiatives, their corporate objectives. What really are they trying to accomplish? It all starts with that end user. It all starts with that buyer. Right. So what they're doing and, and what we can do is take that information and say, creatively how do we impact that and that's how they're looking at everything from point of sale to their devices to their voice communication um but between the organizations you know for example one of the things i'm hearing a lot about is is they're trying hard to create brand ambassadors and return mm. buyers and and commitment so if there are ways through technology that they can provide a better experience that ensures that 100% they're on board. For example, um, from a uh, distribution standpoint, uh, I heard, I've heard people reference first-time buyers. Um, from a first-time buyer standpoint, if you can use technology and the tools that you know, we can provide to, for their first order, to deliver that product in three days versus seven days to their door, 
perfect. That's that's exactly the kind of example where um, they can use technology and they can fold that into delivering a better customer ex- experience and hopefully a, a return buyer. There's nothing more satisfying than going to Amazon.com, right? Because we all, <laughs> we all do it. You place an order in the morning and in the afternoon, it's delivered. And if you have the 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 whole garage set up, they can actually put it inside your... I'm like, how do they do this? Like, obviously, it's all about managing distribution, but it's just phenomenal. You, yeah. I just place an order in the morning and I got it delivered in the afternoon. That's mind-blowing to me. Yeah. Um, I, I heard this exact conversation recently, and it was a, um, a, a big... Um, I'm trying to think of the brand. It was um, a clothing brand, if I'm not mistaken. And they were thrilled because they said um, they actually went in and ordered something from their company and ordered something else from Amazon at the same time. And theirs actually showed up faster than the Amazon. I was like, well, Uh, you've accomplished something there. That's fantastic. That's a a big accomplishment. (laughs) Amazon's taken over the world, right? I I, I don't know of many people who don't buy from Amazon at this point, but to hear them discuss that was was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, I want to get back a little bit on the AI stuff. Um, Because again, that's, you know, that's an area that I'm very passionate about. Uh, any podcast you hear, you're going to hear me mention AI. It's just, it's where things are headed. So um, where does AI, and I guess to make it a little bit broader, the larger Microsoft ecosystem fit in the retail roadmap? Like, do you have any insight on that based on your experience? So I think that's something, frankly, that I think we're all still trying to figure out. I mean, very clearly, there is um, a need and a benefit to the Microsoft ecosystem inside any organization. Even in a a retail environment, you have headquarters, you have employees, you need the ability to keep all of those people connected. It's figuring out how to expand beyond that um, to the individual buyer at the storefront and the distributed, you know, brick and mortar or maybe the e-commerce side. I think that's what we're still trying to to work through and identify and, and flush out. Right. But it definitely plays softly into that experience from a, you know, happy user creates happy experience. Um. I think that especially from a marketing standpoint and a content generation, you're hearing a lot about the retailers uh, using AI in those terms already. So, I mean, we've used you and I've talked a lot about, you know, chat GPT. We've both used it. I've heard examples of of retailers and, you know, actual marketing people in that space using it on, on a day to day basis. I think what I'm excited about is that next evolution, which is figuring yes. out what does that mean to the buyer? Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm really eager to see that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to see it play out. Yeah. You know, and Microsoft has so many AI driven things on the roadmap that honestly, it's going to change not only how we work, but it's going to change how we think think about work. <laughs> yeah. So it's it, it it's it's not just a a physical, you know, hey, here's how I'm going to do things, but you have to now plan differently. And it's going to really just it's going to flip everything we know upside down, uh, which I can't wait. I personally I'll tell you a really cool example um is especially with uh different generations. 
Yes. Um, we're seeing a lot of discussion around social media buying, right? So, oh. uh, yeah. So you're in your social media platform. We're all there. We've all done it. Something pops up, an influencer, and they're wearing the latest, you know, hat or something. Well, maybe that hat is your favorite football team. And it, it was pushed to you because they know that that's your favorite football team, right? So it all ties in together. It, it all works in together. But from an e-commerce standpoint, the ability to, if you see your influencer wearing that hat, you want that sure. hat, click the hat and guess what? You've, you've bought the hat and it's on its way. So it's really, it's amazing what we can do today that, that we couldn't do even two years ago, much less, you know, for us old school people, 20 years ago, right? I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it is amazing. But I always thought that was um, a really cool example. And that is something that people are just, the retailers are dipping their toe into. Some, you can do social media buying, but not everyone yet. But I think that's going to be the next biggest wave that you see in terms of um, the experience for me. When I want to buy that hat, what can I do? Well, guess what? You can just click and go now. Yeah. Uh, I can see eventually we get to a place where if you visit a physical store, because, you know, it's one thing is to one thing is to analyze online buying behaviors. Another thing is to read a person. I mean, you're in sales. One of the best things that a salesperson has in their toolbox is reading their buyer. Well, how do you do that with artificial technology? I can see a future where the AI recognizes that you are a, a returning buyer to this store. So this must be a local store for you, right? And you obviously like the brand. Um, and I could see this AI remembering what aisle you went down, what are the items that you were looking at, uh, what are the things that interest you, and kind of come up with, again, a prediction. Uh, and potentially even either push stuff to your phone or if you walk past maybe a digital display. Can you imagine a digital display saying, Diane, have you checked out? Have you checked this new shirt that I think you're going to like? And you're like, well, how do you know that? <laughs> yeah, I could see well, that. I could see that in, in AI doing that. A hundred percent, because a lot of people think it's either digital buyer or in-store buyer. Right. Not Yes and no. The The challenge today is the in-store buyer, a lot are even demanding a digital experience. Yeah. And it's exactly what you discussed, right? The ability to, based on, you know, walk in front of a mirror, put in, you know, the dress that you want to try on and it it show a model with, with your similar attributes. Um, oh, or, yes. or yourself, for example, right? Yeah, that'd be awesome. And like it, augmented, like augmented reality right before your eyes weren't addressed. Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And another thing about the in-store experience is demographics have changed for retailers in terms of used to when when retailers did marketing and, and created a campaign in a retail space, it was um, age, geography, interest, you know, the very straightforward. Buyers are bucking patterns and historical trends today. So, you know, there are people who are, are my age who still very much like the trends of what you would think would be a 25-year-old buyer, right? Got so it. for that reason, the demographic now that um, a lot of retailers are watching 
is not that, but more their adoption and use of technology. So uh. they know, exactly. So they know from a marketing standpoint, do I approach this buyer from a digital experience? Do I approach this buyer from an online experience, from a social media experience? And the more intelligence and over time that they gather about that buyer, the more personalized, which we talked about at the beginning, you know, of yep. the session, the more personalized that that journey can become for that per that person. And I mean, that's pretty cool, right? It, that, it, that's it's actually really, very really, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. But in store wise, even the digital experience, um, it is more of an experience than just a transaction. We've talked for years, Santi, in our space about we have to understand our buyers' needs, and mm -hmm. it's not about what we're selling them; it's about their needs and their journey and mm -hmm. the so it's a solution not a product we're, right we're solving a problem Retail, more than ever it's it's the same thing so much that a lot of the still brick and mortar locations are creating experiences for not just from a digital standpoint from from a community standpoint like they are becoming more of a part of the community for example one of the big sporting goods uh stores up north there's a big need up there for ice rink time. I mean, it's it's a big hockey, you know, hockey world, right? Ice skating. Okay. And apparently um, ice rink time is 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 coveted there. It's hard to find it. Okay. So they actually put an ice rink in, in, in oh. the store. So now you have buyers coming into a store that maybe they are web buyers. And because of that, you, you're bringing, it's, it, there's so many things that they're looking at. And even that technology folds in that into some capacity. So more than ever, Retail, it's it's not the days of we stock the shelves and you go in and you pick which one you it's just not that world anymore. And it's wow. it could not be more interesting and fascinating. Wow. I mean, this is changing so much. And yeah. uh it, it you know, and it made me think, especially the demographics piece, makes a lot of sense when you think about it, right? How they yeah. change how they do the demographics. Wow, Diane, let me tell you, uh, it was an honor to have you here. This was a lot of fun. This was a lot of it fun. Was. Um, Thank you, Santi. And very insightful. Um, I know that uh, retail is always uh, an, an ever-evolving vertical. And to hear some of these things and some of these affirmations of uh, adoption of technology, that's great to hear. So I want to say thank you for joining us today. Uh, folks, um, if you haven't done so, this is a good opportunity to go and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform so that you don't miss any future episodes. Uh, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can watch a video version of this podcast. But Diane, this is the part I hate and it's the part <laughs> where we basically have run out of time. So. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. But until next time, stay connected. Thank you. Visit FusionConnect.com slash Tech Unmuted for show notes and more episodes. Thanks for listening.